0: Lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk.
1: I want to talk about this. These are dairy bull calves. They look tired, hungry, thirsty. Tens of thousands are exported every year from Ireland. We went undercover to film what can happen on that journey. From the farm to the mart. From the mart to the truck. On the ferry to a transfer facility in France, and on the journey across the continent to field farms in Poland, Spain, and France. What we uncovered has shocked some in the farming industry.
2: If they kicked my calf around, I wouldn't be happy, Fran. And I'd make it known, and I wouldn't be waiting to go to the office.
1: It's a sad state of affairs for our industry, isn't it? I can guarantee if I was there, I would have said something. This is the RTE Investigates programme last night, uh, Milking It, Dairy's Dirty Secret by Fran McNulty. And I don't know if you watched it or you got a chance to, to see it in some of the footage, but it's, it's a very hard watch at times. And some of the footage, it is shocking. And the Minister for Agriculture has come out today and condemned the, um, the alleged abuse of animals exposed in the documentary, um, saying that the department, you know, an investigation is, is underway there. But we're asking, do our animal welfare standards go far enough? when you watch this documentary and and if you haven't you know from from listening now over the next uh, 20 minutes or so you'll you'll get a sense of what the industry is like i want to hear people's reaction to this today dennis Drennan is with us on the line dennis is the deputy president of the irish Creamery milk suppliers association just first of all dennis what was your reaction to the to the primetime program last night
2: like everybody else it was, it was very disturbing and disappointing to see the treatment of animals on the program last night, like it's certainly not something that we would condone and uh, we'd be absolutely calling on the Department of Agriculture to investigate this immediately and uh, make sure that it doesn't happen again, like the rules and regulations are there for the protection of animals, whether they're on farm, in the market, in transport, uh, whether in layerage, the rules are set up, uh, set out set by EU regulations and we'd be calling for full enforcement of those rules to protect the welfare of the, of the animals involved.
1: How how does it happen, Dennis? Like, how is it even possible that in two thousand and twenty three, and given the level of EU regulation that we have, and lots of discussion around animal welfare standards, with inspections that take place as well, I believe even annually um, at marts by the Department of Agriculture, how how do instances like that even happen?
2: Well, it's very unfortunate, Andrea. Like, and I suppose look at uh, the, the, there's obviously a, a necessity for 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 training and to ensure that every person that comes in contact with animals on a on a marked mark premises or in a layerage or in gathering facility are fully trained and up to date with the regulations and that those regulations are being enforced and being inspected by the department and to make sure that the likes of this never happens. It shouldn't be happening. The rules and regulations at the moment cover it. It should not be allowed. Uh, Anybody who's not uh, willing to adhere to those rules and regulations should not be involved in or have anything to do with calves or any animal that's in transport.
1: This um, investigation now by the Department of Agriculture, does does that go far enough, Dennis, in your view?
2: Well, hopefully it will. We'd be calling. We we're actually, um, actually on the way to Dublin just, this morning or this afternoon now, to meet with the Minister. And the hot topic will be that to make sure that the rules and regulations that are set by the EU should be fully enforced and inspected by the Department, that this is just not acceptable. We need to get into the marts. We need the department need to get into the marts and make sure that all the staff are fully trained and fully aware of all the rules and regulations and how the animals should be treated with dignity and respect and cared for as they are cared for on on the vast majority of Irish farms. And we need to make sure that the the, the exporters, when they're gathering these animals, are treating the animals with the same level of, of respect. And in transport, then there are strict rules and regulations as regards to how far they can travel, how long they can travel for the rest period that they're uh, supposed to get on this journey and how they're fed and looked after. Uh, you know, I mean, there's no point in farmers on farms looking after these animals uh, and and having very healthy animals, uh, you know, available for, for, for transport and for sale. And then the, the next chain in the, in the link is a very poor chain and is badly broken at this point in time and it needs to be rectified. And uh, that's the that's the product of of the that link in the chain being broken was what you saw last night. So we need we we, we need immediate immediate action to make sure that this th- does not happen. But
1: do, do you really need to train people? Is is like is that the the upshot of this? Train people who were I I mean I don't know whether they're working daily or weekly or or biweekly with animals. But does it not just come down to the decency that we as humans A- the respect we show towards absolutely
2: but but in every, in every sector of, of life and have good people and bad people and people who understand and, and, and rec- recognize what's right and what's wrong. And in, 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 other, in other instances, you have people who don't recognize that. So we need to make sure that if the people are, that are going to be working with animals, either they're trained sufficiently and are competent at doing this or else they, they choose a different career where they're not in contact with animals and cannot subject animals to, to any level of, of mis- mis- mishandling.
1: Stay with us on the line, Dennis. It's eighteen hundred four five three one oh six is the number. Jerry is with us too. Jerry Boland is a spokesperson for animals behind closed doors. Jerry, your reaction to the um to the RT investigates programme last night.
3: Sorry, you might as well hear um but well my reaction is nothing surprised me on the screen last night because you know this is what I do, not for a living, but this is what I do on a voluntary basis for a long time. You know, I advocate for animals in lots of different ways. So the dairy industry and the problems with the dairy industry came as no surprise to me last night. It doesn't mean that I didn't find it hard watching it, but I've seen a lot of bad stuff and nothing I saw last night was new to me. And Dennis is talking as if, you know, they've all suddenly woken up to the fact that this is happening. They've all known this has been happening for decades, particularly in the last number of years. When the numbers of calves have grown exponentially since 2015, when the milk quotas were lifted, and we moved 41% more, calves are being calves are being born now than than were eight years ago. So we now have 1.5 million dairy cows in the country every year. There's peak periods for the calving, so you have 750,000 male calves are born at two peak periods and the industry doesn't know what to do with them and this is what the programme was and, about. And it's, just to explain it, it, it,
1: Jerry, just to explain like if, or, if you know I'm just thinking of people tuning in now yeah, today to this, this sure. is because of a change in policy?
3: It's because of a change in policy um, where the, um, the milk quotas were lifted and the government this is a government driven um, exercise over the last six or seven years was to um, encourage and to give lots of incentives and grants to dairy farmers to grow their business. And they took it, and why wouldn't they? To the extent that it grew exponentially, much faster than anyone thought it would. And, of course, it has caused huge amounts of pollution problems in terms of waterways, but what problem me last night was about the animal welfare issues. And the animal welfare issues are endemic, like they're systemic. It's not just about a couple of individuals throwing calves around the place and pulling their tails and hitting them with sticks. The fact of the matter is that, you know, all the farming organisations know that live exports, particularly... Um, is extremely problematic for the animals. Is that is that, is that true, Dennis? To... Is is
1: that true? It's is it as endemic as Jerry says it is? No,
2: I don't agree with what Jerry's saying. Jerry is there that every bull calf that's born in the country doesn't have a purpose in this country. Like I mean this vast amount of like sixty percent of the beef kill in this country at the moment comes from the dairy industry. So if you look at the and number of animals claim, that are, Sorry, Dennis,
3: how do you explain then Frank McNulty saying last night that um, they literally, during the peak periods, they can't give away the calves? Like, there was footage last night at a march, and there was, um, there was somebody trying to sell a calf for one euro, and there were no takers. This is the reality of the situation, and every single year we hear of stories around the country of calves being dumped, you know, being killed and dumped because the farmers don't know what to do with them. The fact of the matter is that the dairy calves are they're selectively bred to produce milk. It's specifically bred to produce milk, so they're not. They don't have much value as beef cows, and that's why two hundred thousand of them are shipped off to um, to Europe to different countries to be produced for veal, okay. which is itself
2: a, a, a horrendous um, way of producing Do you want to respond, animals.
1: Dennis, to that then?
2: well I, I i think Jerry needs to consider like that there is seven hundred and fifty thousand bull calves born in the country every year there 's five hundred and fifty thousand that re- remain within the system and are reared on Irish farms and As I said to you if you, if you look at the facts and figures behind the dairy or sorry the beef hill in this country, sixty percent of the animals that are, are slaughtered in this country for meat that are reared by farmers uh, in, in the luscious grass and the green grass that we have in this country come from the dairy industry, so sixty percent of our beef kill is coming from the dairy industry. We do have an issue with a breeding policy that was that was probably recommended a number of years ago. There's a massive switch away from that now at the moment, like sex semen has been a game changer. Most dairy farmers at the moment are using sex semen for breed replacement, which guarantees them a heifer calf. So you have no bull calves born just specifically with, with dairy genetics in it. We have a dairy beef index that has been introduced that when when the farmer is finished breeding his cows for replacement, so for his heifer calves, that when the bull calves start to be born on the farm, they're they're from bulls of a high uh, dairy breed index that are suitable for for replace, or sorry suitable for rearing on the on in, in Ireland okay. and to remain in the, in the food chain in Ireland. So there's huge strides being made in okay. technology. Just- to to change the system around.
1: L- leave the export policy just to, to, to one side for the moment, Dennis. Catherine Woods is on the line as well. Catherine's also an, an animal rights activist. Just Catherine, specifically with what you saw in the programme last night and the, the treatment or alleged mistreatment of, of animals or calves, um, whether by, you know, in March, what was your mm. reaction to that?
4: It's It's like the stuff of Frankenstein. It's like, you know, we're regressing instead of progressing. You know, I always say to people, my food is grown in the earth. It doesn't die screaming for its life. And I'm listening there to Dennis. He's, he mentions the words welfare and slaughter in the same sentence. How can you use those two words in the same sentence and, and make sense? So, you know, you want high welfare for the animals. But at the end of the day, all the farmers are sending them to slaughter. You know, I would ban the whole... A, yeah, the yeah cave, no, I know by overall, everything. but
1: you have the humane... Like, there are st- strict guidelines and standards around, um, the, you know, the... the how,
4: can, how can you kill? How can you murder a living being that doesn't want to die humanely? How? These animals don't want to die. These animals are not food. I would say, cut the chain, stop it all, go vegan, and then we could stop all animal slaughter, all animal abuse. I mean, the, what, what we saw last night was just... I hope today a lot of people woke up and decided to go vegan and to go vegetarian and then go vegan... And stop this animal abuse. We have no right. We have no right to treat animals like this. Animals are not food. Hospitals are full of people that eat animals. Heart disease, blocked arteries, um, diabetes. Most illnesses come from animal consumption. Most of them come from animals. Last night is the stuff of Frankenstein but I'm glad and well done to RTE for the exposes. I'd say a lot of people woke up this morning and said, I'm not going to eat beef. I'm not going to eat dairy. I'm actually going to evolve and be part of the solution to these poor animals torture stress abuse Slaughter, at the end of the day, there's no such thing as humane slaughter. You cannot humanely slaughter an animal that doesn't want to die. End of.
1: Just on that point, Dennis, are you concerned about, as Catherine pointed out, like, I'm sure many people, because, you know, even if you, you don't know a huge amount about the dairy industry, you haven't a clue about what our export policy is, I'm sure people sat down last night that probably eat, you know, red meat, drink, you know, whatever, milk, cheese... Lake Dairy Products, sat down last night watched that view, in her this morning. And I'm sure it didn't sit well with a lot of people. Like, are you concerned Absolutely. about the impact was, uh, of this uh, uh, on the Andrea, industry? What, what, what
2: happened last night doesn't sit well with me. I didn't sit down with popcorn to enjoy what I was looking at. I was abhorred and, and, and dis- extremely disappointed that the rules and, and, and regulations that have been drafted by the EU and are should be imposed by the, our Department of Agriculture here were not being upheld. Like, I mean, what you were looking at last night is is transportation taken part by cowboys who were not adhering to the rules. I mean, the rest period, the travel period, all that is covered by EU regulation. And it should be the rigors of the law should be brought on these people who, who, who did not obey those rules and, and allowed those animals to suffer. So that's what we're calling for. Like, we're not saying that this should be acceptable. We're saying this is unacceptable. Uh, Behaviour, unacceptable treatment of animals, and the rules and regulations are there uh, um, enforced, or sorry, introduced by expert groups looking after animal welfare, and they need to be enforced. And anybody who is not willing to abide by those rules and treat the animals with the dignity and respect and humanity that they deserve should not be allowed anywhere near animals. And that goes right from from the farm to the assembly points to the marts for transportation for, to layerage. All the way along along the chain, it, 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 the rules are there to protect the welfare of the animals, and those rules need to be upheld.
1: Okay, do you know what? There's 106 is the number if you want to join us. I've Eddie on the line. I am actually just going to take a very short break, so just stay with us. We'll have more on this in a few moments.
0: Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan, weekdays at midday on News Talk.
1: We're talking about the RT investigates program milking it dairy Sturdy secret that aired last night, and it played a short snippet of the footage. It's it's uh, it it is worth watching, but it's it's um it it is fairly shocking footage at times, and there's no doubt about it. It's the documentary by Fran Mcnulty. But I'm interested today in people's views on it, and and whether or not it actually will impact you will you continue to? Does it impact whether or not you eat meat or drink dairy? I'm, I'm just curious in people's views. 1800 453106 is the number. Eddie Punch is on the line. Eddie's the Secretary of the Irish Cattle and Sheep Farmers Association. Eddie, your reaction to the documentary last night?
5: Yeah, well I suppose the first thing is we absolutely condemn any malpractice, uh, any mistreatment of calves in any part of agriculture anywhere in the world. Um, But it's not to say that this represents what farmers are about. Every farmer I spoke to this morning was horrified at what they saw last night because it's not the way they treat their cows on their own farm. I think, on the other hand, when the heat from this dies down, we need to reflect on what it means for policy. There is obviously a, a cohort of people who will use this as an opportunity to push their vegan ideology. But for the vast majority of people... They will simply, I suppose, again, join with farmers in looking to ensure that regulations are properly enforced. And, you know, look why at I aren't they with, properly well, enforced? Well well look at I'm involved with Six Mile Bridge Mart, and I can tell you I've never heard of calves young calves being brought in at night to be sold the next day. Uh I know that in Six Mile Bridge Mart, there's been a lot of investment in in facilities to make sure that animals can be put in and out of the ring with minimum stress and hassle when they're being sold. Uh, I think we also have to look at this in the bigger picture, of course, which is that farmers for many years now have been asked to do more and more for less and less. And there is a question about the sustainability of this from a human welfare point of view. But
1: that conversation uh, doesn't fit recent, with what we saw last night, Eddie. No, I'm,
5: but, but in, recent, in recent times we've seen the price of beef cut price of dairy cut, the price of lamb cut. Supermarkets are immediately demanding that farmers produce it for less and less. And, you know, when I was a boy, 60 cows in the milking herd was a really good living. Today, you know, we have a scenario where people are expected to milk in excess of 100 cows to make the same kind of living. And there are question marks about the sustainability of that. And I think we also need to look at the fact that beef farmers Uh, are either part-time or unable to make a living. Uh,
1: Okay, so there's plenty to discuss about the future of the farming industry and, and, and I get that, but I suppose just to specifically focus on what we witnessed last night and the impact of that on the industry because I, I'm sure a lot of farmers or dairy farmers probably you know wa- wa- watched or witnessed um, the programme on, on RTE last night and, and were absolutely stunned by by what they saw Let me bring in Jason Stay with us Eddie Jason is on the line as well Why did you get in touch Jason?
0: Um, just animal welfare really um, I've been working alongside um, animal welfare if you like um, Department of Agriculture for over 20 years Um, So I've seen, I've had insights, baby, into slaughterhouses, et cetera, that most people wouldn't have. And frankly, that's not my experience. What I saw last night is not my experience. I found in the 20 years driving the country, uh, visiting farms, veterinary, knackeries, slaughterhouses, et cetera, that animals are treated fairly well. Um, Farmers love what they do. They're proud of their produce however we as consumers have a lot to be uh, there's a lot to be demanded from us because we're demanding cheaper and cheaper meat cheaper and cheaper products chicken breasts wrapped in, in little plastic packaging and you know as far removed from the animal as possible is what we want as consumers 50% of the slaughterhouses in Ireland in the last 20 years have closed meaning that animals have to travel further to get slaughtered it means that there's more panic involved which is more there's more risks of animal welfare um, issues because animals have to, they're bunched together more there's more animals going to one slaughterhouse versus uh, more slaughterhouses in the past which were potentially closer to farms etc so more animals are being crammed in the people who are slaughtering them are under pressure etc to have the animals slaughtered etc it's the same in the dairy industry it's, it's our demand for cheaper food you know it, there's a great saying if you put glass how, glass, glass, if we had glass warehouses glass slaughterhouses we'd all be vegan in the morning. If we saw the carnage that goes on in slaughterhouses. Now, it's animals dying. It's animals being slaughtered. Okay, it's humanely. We like to say things humanely, but Mm. that's not really what's happening. The animal is there against its will. It doesn't want to die, and they're killed, you know, by electric bolt or whatever it means that that it comes to us. The point is that we as consumers need to be aware of what is happening to our animals, where our food is coming Mm. from. And last night, I pointed that out. It's also with chickens. I mean, what happens to all the roosters, you know? What happens to every single rooster? If, okay. if, if a hen lies, lays five eggs, three of them are roosters. What happens to the three roosters? Okay.
5: So no, questions like d- that.
1: You know, I take your point that we, we, have, we as consumers absolutely need to ask questions. And I'd say a lot of people, Jason, you know, I'd wager a lot of people don't think, you know, wouldn't even really have put a huge amount of thought into it on, until, you know, we're chatting about it today and, and watching the, the documentary last night. Paki is with us too. You, you wanted to share your thoughts on it as well. Is he there? No, no. We'll try and try and reconnect with him, maybe in, in a few moments' time. Um, just Eddie. Finally, are you are you concerned about the impact of all this to the industry?
5: Yes. Well, look, we're we're we are facing a lot of negative publicity around animal agriculture. It's it's relentless. That's the reality of it. Uh, what I would say is, you know, if you are against live export of calves. Maybe you need to ask the question about how sustainable is two steaks for a tenner, which, as long as I can remember, has been the situation. And that's obviously not sustainable from an economic point of view. You know, farmers would be happy to rear all dairy calves in this country if there was a fair price at the end of the line for those as beef animals. But the reality is there isn't. The suckler herd is a real high animal welfare-friendly sector. But many of the farmers who are now dairying were pushed out of sucklers because, again, the price paid to them at the beef factory was just not sustainable to keep suckler farming going on a full-time basis. So there are real questions here about what is a fair price to farmers and how sustainable is the supermarket demand for ever-cheaper products? How sustainable is that? Supermarkets have to be held accountable for the fact that they are driving the price paid farmers down at every available opportunity. And again, it's happened in 2023, where we see milk price cuts, beef price cuts, lamb price cuts way
1: below the yeah. cost. Okay. Oh, well, look, I've no yeah. doubt, I've no doubt, Eddie, it's a conversation. It, it'll absolutely um, continue. I mean, might get somewhat lost in the in the discourse today around the Public Accounts Committee, but I was interested to hear people's thoughts on it. Look, lunchtime live at newstalk.com is the email address if you want to get in touch. Eddie Punch, thanks a million for joining us today. Jason there as well.
0: Lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan.
5: Weekdays at midday on Talk.